Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti and me, Phoebe Ganser a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists with insight, advice and humour. Each episode we will discuss a failure and what we've learnt from it. And this week we are talking about failing at Instagram. But first, hello Julie, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, My mum is visiting at the moment and tonight she made dinner, put my youngest son to bed and went, go and put your feet up. And I thought, I could get used to this. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was amazing. Does she does she want to to visit me after? Yeah, I'm sure she's <laughs> up for adopting some more some more kids. <laughs> she oh, likes the holiday. So, She'll come so to Gisborne. I was about to say Nelson. Oh no, that's so nice, so lovely when you have help. Yeah, it is. It's been really nice. I'm really enjoying her getting to spend time with my family and just lots of hanging yeah, out and, and you, walks and stuff. Are you getting are you getting some extra time in I the studio? Am. So today she looked after him for a good stretch of time, and I got like a good amount of time during daylight in the studio which is a little bit abnormal mm, at the moment nice and that yeah. was great it felt felt really good and so I feel kind of extra happy today just like family food like it's best meal we've had for a while <laughs> I'm glad you're happy because <laughs> we're recording this in the evening and um full transparency <laughs> sometimes it goes sideways <laughs> this is um the second attempt <laughs> this episode it'd be twice as good it'd be twice as good the first time we were we were a little rusty let's just say we had had a big break we've now recording less than a week out from the episode going out so yeah it's been since sort of mid-december since we recorded an episode and then when we tried to do that this week on when was it yesterday Yesterday, monday tuesday i don't know what day was it yesterday was it yesterday maybe that's like a lifetime ago (laughs) we both forgot how to use all of our equipment Oh, we literally couldn't, I couldn't even figure out how to turn on my computer, basically. And um, there was, there were just a lot of glitches, a lot of technical problems, uh, a lot of stopping and starting, and it ended up being almost three hours of audio. And I just said, no, not editing that. We have to redo it. (laughs) And I said, fair enough, because unless, unless I want to take on that role, 
I'm going to have to do it all again. But this time it's going to be better because we're going to be uh, a little bit more succinct. I feel like I'd like to start one of those buy me a coffee pages for our Instagram, except mine will say buy me a wine for editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy Julie a wine. Don't, don't buy me a wine. It's all going to Julie. Um, um, how are you? Anyway, how's your, how's your uh, well, not just Daving, but how's your how's week How's my going? week been? Well, it's nice. Yes, I've like my children are back at school after pretty much seven weeks off and um the summer here in in the north island of new zealand has been quite wet um let's just say and so it's been quite a long it's been lovely we've had visitors like i said i had my um, husband's family visiting and that yeah it's been a lovely busy time but it's just been quite exhausting and full-on and so uh, I think they were all ready to go back to school and just get into a routine. And um, it's been really nice to have a couple of days peace and get back in the studio. And I had a, a bit of a sale on Monday and sold quite a few pieces. So I'm in the process of kind of wrapping those up, um, sort of in between doing a bit of painting, a bit of wrapping, try and balancing it all out. And um yeah, it's been it's been warm and lovely and sunny, of, of course. Now the kids are back at school, so yeah, it's it's been quite a nice start to working again and quite enjoyable because for me and you and I'm sure anyone that works as an artist, it's you know it's a really lovely job that you really want to get to to do. So it's funny I was talking it. to you today about how I actually kind of like when there's a bad weather day because I always feel less guilty about being in the studio when the weather's exactly. really good outside. Yeah. I always feel like oh, I should be making the most of the weather. I went for a run first thing after dropping the kids at school, and that felt really good because I felt like I've had some vitamin D. I got to see some scenery. I got some fresh air, and then I didn't feel quite so sort of bad about being in the studio all day. So yeah. That was my, that was nice. That's like I'm trying to I'm going to try and have that as my routine. Nice. Wonder how long it will last. <laughs> I say run. It really was a kind of a sad slow shuffle with <laughs> trainers on. Counts. It all counts. <laughs> but yeah, it was nice. Anyway, okay, let's launch into today's topic. Um, we're going to talk about Instagram and how we've kind of failed and how we've succeeded as well and we've got some listener questions too which we'll hopefully get round to but we will be mindful of the time so if we if we have a chat and then we feel like we've run on a bit too long we might do part two so yeah we'll see how we go tonight i think with don't want to be up to midnight yeah. <laughs> you don't want that either no i think we should start with a bit of a caveat just to say that while this is called failing at Instagram, Phoebe and I are both aware that we've got reasonable accounts and um, that in itself is quite successful. We don't want anyone out there with a smaller account going, God, if they're saying they failed, you know, what? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I've got 90,000-ish followers. You've got, what, 14,000? That, yeah. That's a lot. That's over 100,000 followers between us. And that's, that's a huge sum and, uh, you know would be a dream I'm sure for a lot of people out there to have even you know 5,000 followers so yeah we're not saying we're failing at Instagram we obviously have had great success to get to that point I think this is more in the vein of you know learning from our mistakes rather than what was me yeah no 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 not no woe is me 
you know, everybody's allowed to have a whinge about Instagram. I think it's just natural at the moment to feel frustrated at times. But yeah, we I just think we I we I personally get a lot of questions from people, lots of DMs from people asking me how how I grew my account, like what I did, what do I have a formula, blah blah blah. I think if we can sort of take it on board in terms of learning how to learn how to get you know how to improve your Instagram game so and some of that is learning through mistakes and some of that is like I'm always interested in hearing your little tidbits about how you've learned how to master the newest thing because I always feel like I'm like 10 steps behind whatever the most current Instagram thing is just because I do have a lot of followers doesn't I'm not saying I'm an expert by any stretch but obviously I I do know I do know a thing or two so I will do my best to share all of my my wisdom I was about to um, start going on about how what else we're going to talk about but I think we should just crack on instead just of, crack on yeah. just because we, we might not get the, taught I think we're gonna yeah <laughs> we're just gonna start on the path and meander yep it's gonna be a wide one the conversation goes yeah So Phoebe, you grew quite quickly initially. How did you make that happen? Initially, when I started posting regularly my alcohol inks to Instagram, I really hyper-focused on the idea of growth and how I could achieve that. So I think I did. I really researched everything I could possibly research and spent a lot of time thinking about what I could do. So in a nutshell, I'll, I'm just going to list off the things that I did then. But I just want people to bear in mind that that was a long time ago and, and it is very different nowadays. So just because I did that then and got great growth, I'm not by any stretch saying that this is the formula and that will help you now because it's such a different place, Instagram now, to how it was back in, in 2019. So yeah, basically I posted almost every day um, or at least every weekday and I mean I was making um, artworks that were very quick and small so that was easy for me to do. I always edited my photos uh, so that they looked very clean and bright um, Mostly I would just do that in the, the editor on the on my camera, on my phone. You know, if you click on the photo, you can edit it and brighten it and stuff. Um, but I have also used a few apps. Um, I can link those. Um, I used a colour story. Lightroom is one that's really good. There's one called Visocam that I used and another one called RNI Films. So I kind of hmm. flip between those. Lightroom's a really, really good one that you can buy like presets and things from. So if you've got a particular, uh, if, you know, I don't like to change the colours of my artwork, really. I just want to brighten them. But sometimes people want to have a kind of, uh, you know, like a warm feel to every single photo or a cool, f you know, like so you can buy those filters yeah. and add them. But really, I just used it to I just tweak. Yeah, I haven't heard of some of those. Yeah, they're worth looking into because they're, they're all free um, and then you can sort of add... I think, payment options if you want to expand. But I always just use the free versions. I did use varying hashtags uh, that covered sort of my niche plus larger niches. And again, back then, hashtags were a lot more kind of, I think, successful than they are now. Um, now, you know, there's no point putting a hashtag of art because there's like five billion <laughs> pictures under art. So you're just going to get lost in the, in the, in the ocean. Um, of hashtags but yeah back then I did very hashtags a lot so the other thing I did was follow um, other large uh, creative accounts or, or art accounts um, that had big followings 
and I used those as kind of guideposts in a way. So I would look at what they were doing. And I, I'm not saying I would necessarily copy ad verbatim what they were doing, but I would get just mm. to generate ideas and kind of just sort of almost like use them as case studies and really try to analyse what they were doing that was successful and then try and apply that to my own posting strategy, I guess. Uh, and that that gave me ideas on how to sort of style photos and things like that. So, you know, it's just... And Pinterest was another place to go and look and stuff as well. And I tried to vary my feed so that it had a kind of mix of different things. So um, I wouldn't just sort of post the same same kind of a close-up of a photo, close-up of a photo, close-up of a photo over and over again. I'd vary that up. So I might do a flat lay, which is like a um, they're really popular when I was doing it, which where you take a photo of your artwork with stuff around it, like paintbrushes and paint and maybe like a coffee and a I don't know a book mm. or something make it look all kind I of I remember being inspired by your flat yeah I really enjoyed really doing those beautiful mm. they were quite fun and and it gave it a context to the art it sort of showed the scale the size really well it kind of showed what products I'd used around it I did do photos of like quite close-up crops of paintings and then pull back and show the full frame of the painting I'd do a lot of time lapses which which got me a lot of views and that they were a kind of new thing back then I think compared to now uh, there weren't there wasn't reels or anything like that so posting videos um of, of me doing you know showing the process even though it was sped up that just was really engaging for people and that got me a lot of views and a lot of followers off the back of that because I would get literally hundreds of thousands of views off any time I posted a time lapse and then yeah photos with me in it as much as that was a bit cringy and I felt quite uncomfortable, I did find that engagement would spike quite well if I put myself in the photo. Um, so that was something that I just had to kind of get over and just do it <laughs> because it was good for my growth. And I wasn't afraid to be vulnerable, I think. Um, and I think that was something that I initially was wary about but once I sort of started to open up about my mental health struggles and my um just being a bit more honest and open about the challenges and stuff like that really did help me connect with people and perhaps it was a bit novel and back then it was more that people were just sharing their art and not so much of themselves and so I don't know I'm not saying I was a pioneer but I, I certainly found that other people would message me quite frequently and say thank you so much for sharing that I would never feel comfortable talking about this but hearing you talk about it publicly has made me feel less alone and stuff like that so yeah I'm I do think that that mm. helped me mm, I think Instagram was much more the highlights reel back then and so when people like when people did open yeah. up and when there were things that were less perfect it did resonate and feel a little bit more um I think people do that a lot more now, which I actually think is really lovely, but um, yeah. it probably was more unique back then. Yeah, I think it I think it sort of cut through the, you know, being hashtag authentic or whatever <laughs> back then, it was a bit of a novelty. And I'm sort of a person that always t tries to sort of push against the norm. I tend to want to do the opposite of what everyone's doing mm. and seeing all these perfect feeds and all these perfect everything made me go well, this isn't the way it is. And I actually, it's difficult and messy and I'm struggling and 
And so, yeah, I think I just started to open up a bit and that really helped kind of, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't use it as a manipulation of trying to then win followers. That wasn't, it wasn't like a preconceived, I'll be vulnerable and then people will follow me. Um, I don't want to sort of come across like that, but I certainly found that I connected with people on a much deeper level and um, I think being vulnerable meant that people trusted me and wanted to follow me perhaps more than if I'd just been a highlights reel. And I think also, yeah, when you're vulnerable and people respond well to that, it does give you confidence to do it again. Yeah. Like, had you done your first post and it got crickets, you might be would have gone... Oh, oh yeah, no. definitely. So I think there is, like, a momentum, not that you're doing it to get that response, but it, it almost is freeing when people are like, oh, it was so nice to hear yeah. that. It's sort of like, oh, okay, maybe I should do that exactly. more Exactly. It kind of gave me that, that confidence to reveal a little bit more about myself than perhaps, yeah, I ever thought I would, you know, when I first started mm. out. So, yeah, so basically I just, oh, I also would, uh, so if I did a flat relay or uh, any kind of photo where I had used products, um, I would always tag the um, the brand and that actually would be great because then those brands a lot of the time were, I think before stories I was getting reshared on feeds a lot. That was great because I was opening up to a whole audience of people that were using those products. And I just basically sort of tried everything a few times and then when it, didn't work I sort of filtered out those things and then did more of what was working and I did do giveaways at every milestone so back then there wasn't as much scamming and um, all of that that happens now unfortunately with giveaways Mm. Um, each time I did one of those I would see a sort of boost in obviously numbers and things what do you think you're doing now that's that continuing that growth well I still I still try to make sure that I am very mindful about the the caption if I, if I want to get engagement. You you need to think about I think the photo and the caption together. I think you can't have a bad quality photo and expect people to then tap on and read the caption. But also if if you have a beautiful photo and then you've got a very like a, a caption that's just a statement like here's my painting. Again, I've done that. that. I've done no. that exact caption. <laughs> and then wondered, why, why is no one no engaging one... in this post? <laughs> well, exactly. I think they need to kind of go hand in glove, really. I did things like take part in hashtags, challenges, take part in other kind of art challenges that people would run. And then I did my own challenges back uh, a couple of, quite a few years ago. Started ones like... I uh, did, um, well, first of all, I did the March Meet the Maker one, which is always comes out every March. There's a kind of hashtag challenge where... Do you, you still um, do that? No, but at the, when I did do it the first time, that definitely helped me grow because it's like there's a prompt for every day, you know, there's an introduction prompt and uh, there's a show, show us your work prompt and, it, you know, there's, whatever, 30 prompts and um, a lot of people do that challenge and it's just a really good way to kind of find other creatives and other creatives to find you and I found doing those kind of challenges really really helped me grow my Instagram and so yeah that's kind of how I kind of skyrocketed really I suppose from a few hundred followers to probably by the time I was doing my resin properly it was around 50,000 in a space of maybe about 
three years. What about you, Julie? How did you how did you go about growing? Uh, my growth was much slower, and it's still sort of you know slow and steady. Seems to be my approach to most things. <laughs> I, I did a lot of research, I think, going in because I feel like I came at it kind of, I felt like I was coming at it late, but really mm. I don't think I was that late. I used to follow a, I still do, a account called Me and Orla and she had lots of handy Instagram tips and okay. so I, I started off getting a lot of advice from her and that was all the same advice that we were talking about earlier between good captions, good photos, blah, blah, blah. And I've sort of stopped looking for advice lately and I've been, and I think I need to start again just looking into what works and how to improve because I feel like I've stagnated but I've also stopped doing any research to help me grow yeah I've done a few challenges but nothing I think as consistently as you did and I always found them really great but then I sort of I don't know get distracted or forget about things or I think in the beginning definitely I was I always tried to be really consistent I tried to post almost every day it was always art content I did a lot of sort of photography in the beginning of just like random places and things and then decided that that wasn't really working for me so for a long time now it's sort of been mostly art content yeah and then I think it's just fine it took me a while to find my voice and my style on Instagram and I feel like I'm sort of in it now even though the last few years I feel like I've just been dwindling because I haven't had as much time to commit to it it's been the thing that had to give I think that's the luxury though that you you can you can afford to take a little bit of a step back once you've growing that you know once you put in that initial effort and it is effort and it does take a lot of time and you know like really a lot of time yeah I would have put in a lot of time early on yeah into like fully research hashtags I'd be spending a lot of time trying to get the right photo I think we're both of a similar vein in that we when we're interested in something we we go deep (laughs) we go we go down the wormhole we have an interestingly different approach, but it's the same philosophy, yes. I think. It's the same, like we don't, yeah, we, we're not necessarily researching the same things or doing the same things, but we both have the same kind of level of passion and commitment of going for something, you know, and yeah. with this podcast, we've, we've, you know, obviously been on the same kind of train. Yeah, so and I think, I think people do underestimate the amount of time and effort that it takes. Um, I was just about, I was just thinking, I did wonder um, when we were talking earlier that if, we were so driven by Instagram because we, at the time we were both living in quite small towns. Like I was living yeah. in a town about 500. I don't really know much about how big oh, Gisborne is. Oh, Gisborne's like about 60,000 people here. But I, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't know, I don't think any, really anybody else that was doing art. Yeah. Especially not that wanted to kind of, like once I decided, actually, I think I want to make this, like I want to turn this into a career and I, I could see, you know, the potential there. I could see other people doing that. I could see other people out there who were not necessarily doing things that were that well presented, doing really, really well and selling stuff. And, and think I was thinking, well, if they can do it, then why can't I? For me, when I started out as well, although I did think I want to turn this in, you know, I want to sell my art, I want to, you know, I, people started to ask to buy it and then I realised, like, oh, I could actually maybe do this as a job if I keep going. But one of the main draw cards, I think, to having an Instagram back then was that I I was quite lonely and isolated and I had suddenly found this connection um, that I hadn't really had since university. To find this whole like community of other people that were creating art and juggling motherhood and art, 
being an artist and it was just so refreshing and so kind of like the such a escape really it was just pure escapism like I could I could exit my real world of mundane washing folding and cleaning up mess and making endless fish finger dinners (laughs) and I could look at my phone in the evening and connect with people from all over the world you know I made friends with people that I still chat to now yeah same regularly and you know met people like you and it was such an amazing portal to another creative realm that if I didn't have it I would have just been a very lonely sad mum who maybe created art but there wouldn't have been anywhere for me to really show it back then there wasn't anywhere here really that I think I could have um you know I live in a place that's it's like four hours to the nearest biggish town in the car from where yeah, I, I used to, where to I drive like 50 minutes to the nearest supermarket yeah and it wasn't so, really there weren't many other people even my own age in the town I no. lived in and so Instagram was a great tool of meeting other people especially other creatives and creating those friendships I mean I don't even know if we've talked about this on the podcast before but Phoebe and I have never met with purely who are you? Instagram who, who, wait who are you <laughs> This, this all started as an Instagram friendship. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it does. It, 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 my, fr- my kids think it's quite funny that I've, I've got a friend called Julie that I do a podcast with that I've never actually met in real life. And I'm like, well, you know, this is, this is the new... This is how things are going to be, really, you know. I'm sure we will meet. In, we definitely uh, you know, will. I'm hopefully going to meet this year. I'm expecting, like, a big Baywatch slow motion run. <laughs> Um, yeah I think it's a good tool for introverts sometimes too yeah so I've never loved being salesy or I'm not particularly good at sales in any and I found that with Instagram I didn't have to really be in front of the camera too much it could just be like I'd I've slowly gotten more comfortable, but uh, you could start off quite slowly. You can show yeah. as much as you want to show. You can tell as much as you want to tell. I think for both of us, it was it was an es- it was escapism. It was also a place where we could finally kind of have creative control over how we shared our work and how we presented our work. As for fails, if, if we want to segue into that, I it's interesting hearing you sort of talk sort of lament about your slower growth compared to mine. In on for reflection, I think it's a bit of a tortoise and the hare situation with me and you, and I feel a bit like I was the hare, and I sort of raced ahead with getting all these followers, you know, through trying all these different things and finding these little, I don't know, I just being lucky sometimes as well, you know. Honestly, a lot of it was down to luck as well as consistency and research and stuff but I grew this big following through having doing um resin art which was really popular and then I sort of went oh I don't really actually want to be a resin artist I want to paint but I'd grown this big massive following for a type of art that I actually didn't really want to be known for anymore and whereas you haven't kind of you know you're still painting the same sort of 
obviously you've evolved and you've grown and your arts, mm. you know. Get, but it, it has always it, been oil painting. There's but no... It's always been oil painting. Yeah. It's always been um, started off with florals, then introduced the clouds. Um, but if you scroll back, how you know, three or four years, it's not like a completely different Yeah, what, style there's of a art. period there where there's like lots of lino prints and stuff. But I very kind of quickly worked out that that wasn't, that wasn't for me and there wasn't – I kept watching people who were doing really well with it and thinking, I don't understand. And then it was just like, do you know what, I'm trying to do too many things. But you've all, you've had that, like, the tortoise more kind of um, slow growth. But, uh, you know, you have been attracting and are still attracting probably um, your ideal client and follower whereas I grew in those first three four years or whatever it was and attracted all these people who really were just Mm. not ever necessarily going to buy the work that I'm selling now and so it you know whilst I might have won in you know inverted commas because I had such a big following I I didn't really it didn't really financially make a difference because the people that I had as my following were really just wanting to learn how to do resin or perhaps they liked that art and they might have bought that art but they not, weren't necessarily going to convert into people that want to buy a still life painting. Uh, yeah, I, I've said this before but I, when we first started chatting and even over the years I've been surprised at some of the issues that you faced because I did and still sometimes do just assume that lots of followers must mean that your work is selling instantly or that you're mm. getting heaps of galleries requesting your artwork or, and it was sort of, yeah. I, Cause I remember when I, when I've been interested in some of your work, I've been, Oh God, it's going to sell really quickly and I'm going to miss out. <laughs> and you were like, no, nope, didn't miss out. <laughs> well, no, like I, I feel really lucky that I've been able to buy one of your pieces, oh, no. but I, I remember right. us talking after one of your launches and I assumed it would just be like instant sellout. Yeah. And no, and yet no. <laughs> Not that I, yeah, I'm not sorry. I realize it's no. probably a sore spot, but I do no, also think it's really interesting it's, no, that for people I, to know that that many followers doesn't necessarily oh, mean. I 100% want to be transparent in explaining that it definitely doesn't mean anything, you know. And, you know, I've never bought followers, I've never gone out and like paid for robots or whatever. Like, you know, all the followers I've got, I've got through genuine means. But for whatever reason, because I think I've changed styles quite rapidly and um you know mediums and things and pivoted and done lots of different stuff I haven't necessarily gone here's my one consistent thing that I'm going to do for long enough to build up enough of those people to want to to make me have say a a sellout collection um it 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 has been I have felt like a failure. I'll be honest. I have felt like a failure when I have, um, you know, done a few paintings and gone, right, okay, I'm going to put these on my website and, you know, tried really hard with the marketing side of telling people about them and posting about them and then sending out a newsletter and da, 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 and then putting them up and then maybe, you know, one or two might sell in the first day or so and then, you know a week later another one might sell and then another week and and then it might trail off and then you know you're there going well I've still got sort of six paintings that haven't sold and Mm. everybody really liked them when 
I shared them on Instagram and I, I you know people said oh I love that I love that and yet none of them sold and then I think well is it because they're rubbish or is it because they're really overpriced or what, what is it not that I and have then, the answer I wonder sometimes if it's because you're asking people to go off Instagram to buy them because like your last few challenges where you've done those December painting a day yeah not December January January so don't ask me what month it is um <laughs> have been really successful yeah I tend to find that if I sell directly on Instagram I do I do teach tend to get better results like I've done quite a lot of but then again that's a price point thing Uh, I think sometimes like you know I do have a lot of like loyal followers I think that have stuck with me through all my changes and you know I really really do appreciate them and a lot of them have been repeat buyers of like my smaller paper artworks and or smaller works on board and things and that's so lovely and I think you know, it, mean, it means so much to me that they have, you know, someone will come back and say, oh, I bought one of your abstract landscapes two years ago and but I really love your still life work and I'd love to buy a bigger one, but right now I can't afford it, but I'm so happy that I bought this, you know, $100 one and it's going to go on my collection next to your landscape. And that's just so lovely because I think, wow, they really have stuck with me and they're happy to see me change and grow and evolve. I almost think that in a few years you'll have the, that painting following as well. Like, I think it does take time to build up people. Oh, the definitely. Who are going to buy your and work. I think that's the thing. There's no, there's, there's no real surprise in the fact that I have, you know, less people there to want to buy, you know, to want to buy my still life work. It, 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 it wouldn't make sense that, you know, 60,000 people that followed me or whatever for, um, my other style of work would all convert to be people that want to buy a still life or an or an abstract landscape you know it does it wouldn't make sense that it, there's no it doesn't you know it just doesn't add up that they would all convert to be yeah. people that want to buy that type of work but they might just still be following me because they a are happy that I've changed my style and they enjoy my content or b they just never get shown my posts so they never I've, they've forgotten I exist. Yeah, probably probably that one. If I'm honest. Yeah. Um, what did you post a still photo? <laughs> <laughs> post a still photo? Did you? Did you post a still photo, Julie? <laughs> Leave my accent alone. <laughs> <laughs> I love your accent. It's just sometimes. Sorry, I know. Sometimes I get, I get a real Australian twang about me, and I can hear it. And when I'm every now and then, every now and then it slips out. Every now and then it slips out. It's so sweet. Yeah, so that's where I feel like I failed because I think perhaps part of me thinks, should I have just shut down that account when I changed and stopped doing resin? Should I have just gone, do you know what? I'm not into this anymore. Fluid art, resin art, alcohol ink, that's that's past me. Um, that's done, that chapter's done. Close that book, start a new account and build it up from there. Um, but I'll never know because I didn't do that and... And then, like, we've got a friend today who unfortunately had her Instagram hacked and has lost everyone. And that was a real yeah. shock to the system of just like, oh, God, that would be exactly. really tough. And yeah, so I think I I think I voiced, yeah, I voiced that concern with, well, I voiced that idea with a few people saying, should I change, should I start a new account? Mm. And everybody was like, no, that's ridiculous. You've spent all this time building up this following it gives you a certain level of, you know, 
what's the word? There's a word for it, Julie. Credibility, is it? Like yeah. people, yeah. is that the word? Um, if people go, if you start all over again and, you know, you, it's going to take you years to get back to there because by that point, the algorithm, everything had all changed. Um, this was 2020 when I decided to completely change. So if I had started from scratch, it would have taken me a long time and, and everyone was like, that's just silly. Don't don't yeah. throw all, all that work away. Um, because and you know, sometimes people... I think some of your followers, like me, would have been following you because I enjoyed hearing your captions. Exactly. I wasn't. I was never particularly into the resin art. No, what's well, nice. But I am hugely into your still life. So it's yeah. like really, it's an interesting. So that's. Yeah, I just grew the opposite and you of what you. To, yeah, grow yeah. with me. Which um, is like I was always interested in your thoughts as a mum, and you were really honest about some of your struggles, and I was like, oh, I feel so seen. Like, yeah. And yes. I really enjoy how much of your personality you put onto Instagram. And that's the bit that attracted me to your page, not the art at first. And then now I'm like 100% there for the art. And I love watching you grow. Just the mm. other day when I was looking back over your um, January paintings, I went back a full year to look at last January's. Mm. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to be able to look at a whole year's growth. Yeah. Yeah. No, and... I mean, gosh, I would never really scroll back as far as the resin paints, but, you know, you I can. Like, you sound like a full-on stalker. <laughs> if people wanted to. And it is, like, it is very different, but I do think I haven't changed. You know, my personality hasn't changed. I'm still who I was yeah. then. Um, but, yeah, just to touch back on... Um, so, Sierra Roberts is the lady that you're talking about, our friend who's lost her account. Yeah, that, that was a real... That's a real wake-up call because it does make you realise, like, actually... Gosh, to have to start again, that would be awful. And I feel, I feel really upset and sad for her that that's happened. And her so work we'll, is beautiful. Oh, her Go work is absolutely her. beautiful. Show her some love. We'll put her um, handle in the show notes. Sierra yeah. Roberts Painting, I think her new account is called. I'll double check with that and, and link it in the show notes. Um, but this is a reminder for you right now. Pause the podcast. Go to Instagram. Go to your settings and double check that you have two-factor authentication on i did like the full security checkup today yeah it was like it was such a that is that is the reason she didn't have that on and um a lot of people are finding that they're getting their accounts hacked and it's a lot easier for people to hack your account if you don't have full like two-factor authentication which means you will get a text to your phone um you know, double checking that you definitely want to change your password. And, you know, and if you haven't tried to do that, then you just say, you know, no, it's not, that's not me. And then they'll alert that there's suspicious activity on your account and things. One thing also that Sierra did straight away, which is a good sort of reminder, is that she emailed her mailing list to tell them her new account. So, you know, people get sick of it, so don't do it every other day. But, you know, once every couple of weeks, once a month, put a shout out on your stories. Here's my mailing list. Sign up just in case something happens. Mm. I mean, there was a lot of thought a few months ago that is Instagram going away? I personally don't think it is just yet, but still it's a really good reminder. Collect people's emails. Even if you're not sending out a newsletter, just to say, look, give me a way to reach you. If something like that happens, so that you can email people. Cause I wouldn't have known about Sierra's. And some people out there might not even have a website yet. So if you don't have a website and you don't know how to set up a mailing list, you can still ask people to DM you the, their email details and start a spreadsheet. You know, start a spreadsheet, pop them in for the day that you sit down and do do your website. Because uh, once you've got that 
you know information off someone once they've said yeah i trust you to send me not spam um then you will be able to contact them should something go wrong and you know instagram owns everything and it can just go like that in a split second and be absolutely gone so it might you know, get bought by elon musk you know who know. know oh god don't <laughs> <laughs> so really you do want, and i was really slow with that i didn't sort of start doing that at all um early enough you know i just sort of thought oh i've got loads of followers on instagram why do i need to worry about emailing lists and stuff like that so but now with all the hacking and all of the changes and stuff i think it is just so important to to um get get people to sign up so that you can reach them because you got an email straight away didn't you you we were on the phone you were like i've just got an email to say that sierra's account's been hacked so How about you? What do you feel like you maybe failed with along the way? What, where, where do you feel your weaknesses are? I've been a slow adopter of things. So when mm-hmm. stories started, I was one of those people going, oh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk to camera. I don't, and I still get, I reckon, maybe once every three months, I go, all right, today's the day I'm going to talk to stories more because I do genuinely want to do it. I want to invite people into the studio and talk to them about what I'm doing. But then I get in there and I get the full-on oh my god I'm boring people don't want to hear this no. oh I look funny today but then half the time I'm in there in like my pajamas or, or old sweats and it's like oh, no one cares if you no I haven't done my hair you're in, in like a week <laughs> and I get real camera shy and then I just think oh no nah, maybe tomorrow I'll start well, you know, you can always turn your camera around and film what you're doing and talk and then just yeah. put the captions on and people, you know, if you didn't want to show your face, that's an, that's an option for people. You don't have to show your face yeah. if you don't want to. Um, I think it's because I look at, like, there's a couple of accounts I know, like um, Holly Howe, who's a, a local jeweller here, does, mm. like, little snippets to camera all the time. And I always think, oh, she does that so well. And I feel like I know her and I love mm. seeing what's going on in her studio. I want to do that. And then I get down there and I'm like, uh, mm. I can't do that. I'll just send you a photo. Um, I th- I think it is hard, and I think people get a little bit caught up in seeing what others do and thinking that they should do that. And I do think you have to kind of be mindful about leaning into your strengths and what you are comfortable with, and yeah. not deviating from that too far yeah. if it if it doesn't align with you. I've often you know, joked on my Instagram that a lot of the photos are over the back of my head because that's where I'm like I'm. That's where you feel comfortable. Yeah. And that's fine. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that hasn't been detrimental to you. And it is always lovely to see your face in stories or in your feed. But but people shouldn't be feeling like, I have to do, I have to talk to stories. I have mm. to show my face all the time. If it's not, if it doesn't feel comfortable, if it doesn't feel right, you know, there are other things that you can do that that will feel a lot more comfortable and easy yeah I feel Um, like I kind of a lot of the time I sort of just plot along and then eventually someone like you will do a a story about how to use trending music in your reels and I'll be like oh should have been doing that for a while but oh well Um, so how have you found reels is that something that you also shied away from at the start or shied away from at the start was a staunch Instagrammer's anti-reeler yeah (laughs) anti-reeler oh no not one of those anti-reelers that sounds bad (laughs) 
Um, I've definitely come around a lot more and I quite like the concept of showing people more behind the scenes, but I'm also still for, still for stills. Still for stills. Um, Hashtag still for stills. Um, like I think there are some nice things that reels can really add, but I don't think they're the be all and end all. And I'm still definitely finding my style of doing them. Mm. And then I get really weird. I get some really weird ideas in my head. Like when you see everyone doing the slow turnaround, revealing the painting thing. Mm. Yeah. I just, I re- like flat out refuse <laughs> to do it because it's a thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing yeah. that. And then I, I did think, that quite early. I, I did that quite early not. on, didn't I? But you did a really like... funny one to Enya. <laughs> I did it to Enya music <laughs> with like a really weird face. I shared one the other day. I'll have to see if I saved it with this girl like tripping over herself while she's trying to like. Yeah. Well, I, I just, like, that's oh, what I, I, I watch a lot of. Well, I don't watch a lot of reels, but when I when I go right, I'm gonna watch some reels now to see if I can get some inspiration because that's ten, tends to be what I think. Well, I'll ha- see what I can, you know. I've got I'm in a queue at the supermarket or something, and I'll just think, oh, I'll quickly look for some inspiration, and then I'll I'll see all these people doing these things, like in all seriousness, and I just all I can think is I need to I want to make a parody of that. <laughs> that's all I ever think. Do you know what I I don't have enough. Um, I must not be looking at enough art reels. All of my reels at the moment are like bad parenting memes. <laughs> I think they, like, it's like the algorithm, isn't it? It's like if you if you watch something once, then they show knows, you more of it. And I think I've I, mean. I watched the other day that reel that I sent you of that man painting in incredibly revealing shorts, shall we snug, say? Let's... Snug shorts and the painting was not front and center, but the sh- the shorts were definitely front and center. There was a, there was a, there was almost... I think you saw two seconds of the painting and yeah, like a, full a lot of thrusting. Of like... <laughs> and I just, but it was serious. Like he wasn't, he was trying to, I don't know who he was trying to attract, but it wasn't people that were buying art. But I watched that and laughed so much and sent it to you. It was just like, this is so ridiculous. Somewhat like, you know, and I just, then I just think, oh, I want to just do something silly because, and then <laughs> I don't know. And then I get worried because I get a bit of backlash occasionally from my reels. So that's the thing about having that's the thing about having a bigger account. That's where I have Mm, I feel like I have failed occasionally. The comments can be harsh. Yeah, and I think well, I do, I do like to show all sides of my personality. You know, I am serious, and I am, I do like to think I'm can be quite deep and have you know what's the word like quite heartfelt conversations and comments and things that I post but I also am silly and immature (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing is is that a lot of these conversations and like a lot a lot of people most people exist in the gray areas we're not as black and white as I think sometimes Instagram portrays us as being and there are you know, multifaceted sides to all of us. Like you don't have to be all for something or nothing for something. You can be, sometimes I like this and sometimes I don't. And that's fine. And sometimes I want to be serious and sometimes I just want to be silly and take the piss. Yeah. And I think that throws people sometimes. Um, And part of me sometimes thinks, am I, (laughs) have I failed by not keeping my account professional enough? And should I, should I just not do all the silly stuff and just actually no come on Phoebe double down be 
be a proper professional artist and just post paintings and just be serious and yeah and then I just think Lion. I'm always serious oh my god are you <laughs> did, did you hear that Siri just jumped in Wait. she's very opinionated you're always serious Dare you? that's so funny <laughs> um, yeah so I don't know like every now and then I go oh I don't no I'm not gonna do any more silly reels I've that's done I've that boat I've heard sailed. you say that a few times and I always tell you don't say don't say it so I love the silly reels <laughs> and then I do a silly one and I get so many lovely you know comments with people saying thank you so much you brighten my day oh I love it it's that's so true blah 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 but then I'll get one negative Nora who has to put their 10 pence in whether it's on as a comment on the reel or whether it's a DM or whatever and you know I'll instantly forget the hundred nice comments and that one little yeah. negative one will just rattle around in my brain like a marble on a tray. Bong, 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 bong. Yeah. And I just think, oh, no, I mean, I that is... you know, and it makes me, and then it makes me grumpy and cross because I think, no, how dare you? How dare you say whatever you've said? And, but yeah, those, then I just think to myself, actually, do you know what? I think of Instagram, my Instagram page. It's like, that's that's my home. I get to do whatever I want in my home. I get to be whoever I want to be in my in my home. Yeah. I get to wear whatever I want to wear, say whatever I want to say, you know, within reason. Um, and if people like it, that's great. And they can be here and they can, you know, join in. But if they don't like it and they feel like they want to say something negative, then I will just delete that comment and tell them to leave. Um, because I just... I think you know you wouldn't you wouldn't go in a shop and just if 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 I was you know in you know a gallery if I was in a gallery and I was here's my painting but then I was stood next to it and I was saying something that was a bit silly or whatever that person wouldn't go to my face well blah 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 how dare you say that blah 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 you know they wouldn't they would think it in their head probably and then they would just walk out and I just think it's always one you know, there's always going to be someone that has a negative opinion and you can't let it yeah. kind of... No, so can't. I've tried to just rise above that. Yeah. But, you know, it's still, it's still... It still stings a little bit. But anyway. That's the other area where I feel like I've been... Where I've struggled quite a bit is that I over-edit myself and I, I won't post. So, like, this week because I know I spoke to you about it and so I think it's probably worth sharing but I sat there mm. thinking oh I'm only really working on two things at the moment and I feel like I've posted yeah. like 100 photos of those or maybe seven and <laughs> I think oh people are going to be bored of it they don't want to see that anymore what am I I've got yeah. nothing to show you like I've got nothing to say about those paintings that I haven't already said and then I'm just like oh, I'll just post nothing it's too hard can't do it I know and it's so silly isn't it because I just think that you you no you you your artwork is such a slow process it's not instant like you that you don't do one painting in a week or a day or even a month like your paintings yeah. take you three months to paint yeah so it's only natural that you are going to have the same thing to talk about it's it, it's impossible for you to have 20 different paintings to share um and I don't think that you realise how interesting that it is to, to for us to see all the parts of your process. Um, 
and, and like, nobody really nobody really gets bored of seeing your work like you know even if it is similar posts and stuff like there's always something new for you to tell us about what you're doing and I don't I don't think you should shy away from sharing about the same painting because it's always evolving it's moving forward all the time and you said something to them earlier today where you were saying do you know what you're not everyone's going to see that post like at the moment I reckon 10% of people see my posts so what does it matter if I if I share seven of them maybe half of yeah. my following will eventually see that painting well exactly exactly and I was like oh, I hadn't even thought like that and it's such a good realization of do you know what? I'm probably yeah. not boring people because they're not seeing no exactly Instagram might show out of your 14,000 it might show 200 people that post and yeah. then the next time you post a different section of the painting, it will show a different 200 people, you know. Yeah. So you're actually not boring people. And even so, it takes like seven times before before somebody actually registers that they've seen something anyway. So um, I think I think it's I think there's a bit of a sort of um, culture of like Instagram has to be fresh and novel and new and different every single post every single day. But you've got to remember that it's such a it's not an evergreen platform like it those posts disappear within 48 hours off the feed and well, off you know the scrolling feed mm. and so you're you're not like front and center in someone's face because it's gone back it's gone yeah it's old news it's, it's finished and so um and actually it's much better for your overall feed to have a consistent like look and lots of pictures of, that are similar and you know I love looking at your feed um, because there's such a lovely continuity there that if you were posting something different all the time like I do it looks really messy and like I don't really pay attention to that anymore um, but I would love to have a feed that looks a bit like more like yours where there's such a lovely consistency you always want what you and don't have I'm always like oh yeah. this always looks so fun and there's so much going on no. and mine's just like I'm like oh hers is on. so coherent and grown <laughs> up and mine's just like oh bitty and do you kind of worry about being professional and keeping it to be just a professional account or like because you do talk about your children a little bit in your stories don't you I flit about on that because I catch myself out I like I'll um, I'll go for a while where I think I'll just talk about my art and be really professional and then I have like a word vomit about what's going on like it'll be about motherhood or yeah. painting or imposter syndrome or and mm. then I think oh god that felt really good and I bet and then you I have really great of, conversations yeah, yeah. with people it gets and I think a lot of engagement. my yeah and I think a lot of my mm. Instagram friendships have sort of started off from some of those posts with actually starting to have genuine conversations and then I think, and then I over edit myself because I think, oh, I don't know, it'll be a random comment. I think, especially around the motherhood stuff, I shy away from because I'm not, um, I've got a few sensitive points there that I don't love discussing mm. super publicly. And sometimes I think opinions can, can hurt. And so I shy away from it. And then I over edit everything and go straight back to, and then also I always find that when I've not got enough time, Instagram is the thing that gives and mm. so it'll be I'll just have to take whatever photo I can get and then yeah. I have fallen prey to I often just literally have posted here is a painting I can't think of anything else to say um 
and that you know what that's fine that's fine sometimes i i actually want to talk about a friend of mine who um she said to me like the other day she like literally was in a crisis like i i've had enough with instagram my engagement's just absolutely terrible i don't know what's the point um she runs a like she's not an artist she runs like a um like a kind of skincare and aromatherapy she's called aura aromatherapy i'll tag her because she's got a lovely feed it's lovely beautiful um aesthetic if you like that word um but she she's hopefully she won't ask her but hopefully she won't mind me saying but she was kind of like oh i think i'm just gonna pay someone to do it for me like i think i'm just gonna go and get a social media person pay them and just do the do the whole thing for me because i just feel like i just post a crickets and it's just a waste of time and blah 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 blah. and i you know it i sort of like said to her um I think that would be such a shame for you to give all of that um, autonomy away because like when I, so I first started following her before I knew her as a friend. So I started following her um, on Instagram because she was a kind of friend of a friend. And then I thought, oh, I like her. I like that kind of, I love all that stuff that she's got, the beautiful oils Mm. and creams and beautiful things. And so I sort of found her feed and I, you know, found her Instagram and I started following her because it was really lovely. The pictures were just beautiful. And I loved what she said. Like her posts were always really lovely and her stories were always just full of kind of quite holistic and um, just really on the same kind of wavelength as me, you know, and it made me go, oh, I, you know, gosh, I'd, I'd really like to be friends with her. She's, she seems really nice. She seems really down to earth and funny and nice and lovely and she's got great taste and you know her house looks lovely and all of you know so and I really connected with her the way she shared on Instagram what she said and her post just really resonated with me and then I you know met her and then she became a really good friend of mine and it's like I said to her look that was what drew me in that's what made me want to buy your products and you know before I even knew you I, I bought products from you and because I connected with you, because I related to your story and I related to everything you shared and that made me want to buy from you and and get to know you, you know? And I think that is such a valuable, that is such a valuable thing that people don't realise um, is, is, is what, what the essence of having an Instagram account can be beyond... Um, well, I need to get likes and shares and followers. It's like, if you just make some really amazing deep connections, that is actually worth its weight in gold. And I said to her, maybe you just need to reframe the way you're thinking about posting. And rather than thinking about posting, um, like, why am I not getting likes from this post? And why am I not getting comments? Or, you know, this comment, this post has had rubbish engagement. Even if you post and you're just thinking about, that one person that you're connecting with and even if only one person likes it or one person comments like that invest in that invest in that one comment like yeah that person might then go on your website and buy something it only takes you know one person to buy something and you don't necessarily need every single post to go viral and blow up it's still worth investing um, in those people 
back when I was um, sort of dabbling in a lot of things, trying to just make sure I could pay the bills, one of the things I was doing for a friend of mine was managing her social media. And it was from a business account. And the one thing I noticed the difference between a business account and my personal account is how much easier it was to connect with people and actually make genuine connections when you were talking from a page that had a personality as opposed to a page that was a brand. And I think for Mm. anyone, like you can get to business-like depending Mm. on what you want to do with your Instagram like if you want to be purely business and whatever but if you're wanting to because I mean a lot of the time I see my Instagram as you know sometimes being my workmates as well like there are days where it's sort of the chats on there so being in the studio for hours on end can get quite um lonely yeah well I mean it's called social media for a reason it's like a social place and I think it's not it's not a sales platform it's it's not it's not really designed as like a you know marketplace it's designed as a place for connecting with other people and the moment you lose sight of that and you know those people that sort of say oh we do this and here you know we package up this and it's only them and you think well if you say we people are going to expect you to have a team of 20 yeah you know, and then they, and then you're just like a faceless, per, you know, group of people selling a product. But when it's I, me, it's me. I do everything. I do the photos. I do the packing. I do the painting. I go to the post office. Like, when it's when it's just a one person, then you really realise, like, wow, they are putting all their heart and soul and effort into this thing. Yeah. And that's what sets you apart from Amazon or whatever massive companies are out there. Um. So I think, yeah, I just think people lose sight a bit of that sometimes because they get caught up in likes and figures and numbers and insights and algorithms and they lose sight of the fact that actually genuine connections, even if they are small and even if it isn't a huge amount of them, they're still worth their weight in gold and they can still massively help you. On that, I'm just going to jump off what you were saying. I think one of the biggest ways that I've gained followers and grown has been from other people sharing my account. Mm. So, and you've been one of the people that have done that. And whenever you shared my page, I used to get such a big jump in people. And there's a few other artists out there that have shared it. Um, and I just think, and I try and do it and I've sort of forgotten to do it lately. And I think oh, I really should because it was one of the ways that I grew and I really appreciated it when it happened. And it's nice to yeah. sort of pass it along. Should I give you my my advice? I'd like, please tell me the secrets. <laughs> I don't really have a secret. I don't. I do have an a, an acronym. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I actually have an acronym, Julie, that I use. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Tell me. <laughs> okay, so Instagram is a game, right? And we're all pawns in its game. Um, it's a game of chess. So the acronym is chess c-h-e-s-s and that stands for the c stands for comment so when you do a post does it make them want to comment because comments equal engagement h helpful what value does it have because really everyone on instagram is all about them and they want to have some value and they want something helpful so how is it helpful E, is it engaging? Is it interesting? Like, actually, is your post interesting? 
and does it want the mate to stay? What? Start that again. Is it interesting? Does it make them want to stay on your page? Because you've got like 0.1 second before they scroll on. Um, so really, you do need to have an engaging hook for them to stay. S, save. Is it interesting enough for them to want to save and revisit this post? Is there some helpful tips or information? Perhaps it's a carousel and they're, you know, going to need to come back because saving equals algorithm like, you know, they, they, the algorithm likes that. And the last S is shareable. And like you just said, Julie, if your post is shared, it does help you with engagement, does help you gain followers because you're getting whoever shared it, their followers are seeing you. So, you know, is your post shareable? Has it got something in it that they will want to share to their stories? And you can ask like, hey, share this to your stories. If like if it's relevant to the post, it might be something that you could bring into the caption. Um, You know, you don't want to sound sort of needy and beggy, but... Uh, there might be a reason why it's helpful enough for someone to want to share it. So that's the kind of acronym that I occasionally think of. And you don't necessarily have to hit every single one of those. Like that would be like the super post, I feel like, if it hit every single one of those. But if you're thinking mindfully that your post is going to have at least one of those boxes ticked, then you're going to be at least better off than if you just pull a caption out of the air of like here's my painting Um, yeah and I also think look you can do all of those things and your post can still flop oh 100% so don't you know sometimes your post is just not what Instagram is pushing at that point and so don't beat yourself up if just do what you're doing like try and keep those things in mind but also Instagram's a funny place at the moment and mm-hmm. so I think trying to understand it too, you can spend too much time trying to get it all get it all right, and then lose your personality at the same time. Yeah, it's just a it's just a bounce it's just a, a bouncing platform, you know. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not sort of saying here's my secrets, but you did ask. I think it's really important to remember if somebody comments on your post to try to reply. Um, when you've got a smaller account, it it is harder for me. And I do apologise to people if I, I can't actually reply to every single comment and DM or even read every single DM I get now because I can get like hundreds in a day and it gets quite overwhelming and I only have so many hours. Sometimes 90 um, of them are from me <laughs> sending you memes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if you're starting out or if you know you do have a smaller account and someone comments on your post you know take the time to just reply because it it actually is really lovely it makes that person feel seen it makes them want to invest in following you and you never know they could be the net your next potential um like client or customer um so if you ignore them you know that isn't necessarily gonna be in your favor and it does also signal to the algorithm that you are on you know engaging and that's just what it was all about because you know Instagram wants to keep you on Instagram so if you don't play the rules then it's going to not help you you know yeah um what do you what do you feel like have you got any formulas or anything that you feel that has been successful for you I mean I know your photography is really strong 
Um, that's definitely something that um, I've always noticed that your uh, your photos are always really lovely. I feel I, I even feel in that department that I've let my game slip lately, but it's something that I have spent a lot of time on in the past. One thing that's because I do quite a lot of painting in the evenings. One thing that's really helped has been a good um, light that mm-hmm. I can use to take photos with at night. So I use what's called a um, a canvas light. Okay. I'll find out the I think their account is under Shop Canvas. Um, and that's been really helpful for painting in the evenings. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, for taking photos of when I'm painting in the evenings, it does help. Um, and I, when I'm amping up for an exhibition and I want to make that extra effort and have photos that are better, I have um, paid a photographer to come in. So, and basically because it only costs me an hour. So they come and they take photos for an hour of all of my works and we can do mm-hmm. some stage shots. And they do all of the editing and all the other stuff because, to be honest, if I tried, I'm capable of taking a good photo. Like yeah. I used to teach photography. But if I try and do all of that myself, I'm a chronic overthinker and it takes me way too long. It might take me, you know, a whole day to take four photos, try and get them right. Yeah. And then so sometimes I think just outsourcing that and thinking, all right, this is just going to take me an hour. Um, but I haven't, I don't do that a lot. And even when I was... Um, getting the photographer in it would might have been three times before my exhibition and she'd do a big batch of photos for me that I could then feed through so they look consistent and that I'm showing the works off to the best of the ability or my ability. When you pay a someone to come in and take those photos for you you've then given yourself like weeks and weeks if not months worth of content that you can then use and recycle and bring out whenever you feel like you haven't you know you haven't got something to share from your day-to-day in the studio and I think um, that idea of creating content is something that people get really hung up on and and really kind of um, what's the word like overwhelmed by the idea of creating content and there's a phrase that I heard and I don't know where I heard it and I I can't remember when um, but it's the the phrase was um, document don't create um, so rather than thinking, oh gosh, I've got to create content for my Instagram feed, think to yourself, um, I'm just going to document what I do in a way that feels most aligned to the way I easily can do it. And then, then that will give you content that you can use. So I if you're someone saying. who, yeah, I just think if some, if you're someone that like loves talking to the camera and loves videoing then you know you can do that every time you are doing a painting do a little bit of videoing do a little bit of talking if you're someone that likes taking photos then rather than having to stage photos or make everything perfect just snap some photos of what what's going on like it doesn't take much to just think about the lighting and um you know range things in a certain way to make them look nice and take some photos that way and then you can just talk about what you're doing. And so I think, yeah, I think it just, it's just a lot easier to document what you're doing than it is to come up with content ideas. That's my opinion anyway. No, I think what that's such think? a great saying. Definitely one worth sharing. And I can't remember where I heard it. So if anybody else has heard it and they want to take ownership or tell me where it came from, I feel like it might have been Andy J Pizza, but I can't remember. Um anyway yeah that's that's my last little tit bit i guess tit tidbit 
I think that tidbit. Is it tidbit with a D? Okay. That's what I always thought it was. I always get sayings wrong though. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I feel like we're probably not going to have time to get into all of the um, listener questions today, so we might have to put yeah. that as a second. There might be a, a um, Instagram part two. Hopefully people can listen to this conversation and maybe we will then put some... We've already got loads of listener questions, but from this people possibly will have more questions yeah. Um, so when we put this episode out, we'll have a sort of questions box or, box or something somewhere, post or something on Instagram where you can um, send us a DM or comment and ask us any more questions that you've got that you want us to cover. Because there's there's so much, like we haven't even touched on the idea of hashtags or paying for posts um, to be boosted, all of that. There's there's so much and we got questions else. about all of that. Yeah. We got questions about all of that. And there was, there was lots more that we wanted to talk about Um and like I said, the first time we did this, this recording, it was nearly three hours long. So we've we've decided to split the episode, I think, into two, um, just to save some of your ears from <laughs> three hours of waffle in one go. Um, so yeah, I think we'll wrap that up there today. Um, Julie, have you got a listener fail for us I today? Do. I've got a really good listener fail from Jasmine Cruz. Mm-hmm. So she said... Um, my first six pieces were all 1.1 metres square and I completely missed the point of being able to get them in my car as mm. I forgot to allow for a few centimetres extra for framing and when I thought I could deliver six, I could only fit three in the car. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, how did she get around that? Do you know? Was she it must have done two trips oh. or hired a van. It can be quite difficult in New Zealand. So. Oh, no. I, yeah, I have done that with an exhibition where I didn't even occur to me until the day we packed up the car to drive these paintings um, to Tauranga. And the biggest painting literally was like two millimetres away from the edge. Like, we just got it in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about the fact that it might not fit in the boot of my car. Um, (sighs) So, yeah, that... It's, it's definitely something to bear in mind, isn't it? Mm. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, oh dear. Have you got any recommendations or quotes or anything you want to share this week, Phoebe? I'll share a... I saw a reel the other day by a guy called Rupert Porpora. Um, and he just put some really interesting things about why you aren't growing a following. Um, a bit like my acronym, he, he talked about that you need to hook in your viewer or reader, you need to identify their problem, you need to relate to their problem, and you need to give them a valuable solution as a way to help if you want to grow your following. And then he had some quite good tips in there. So I think what I'll do is I'll I'll link that in the show notes because, um, yeah, it might just add a bit more depth to what we've talked about in a, 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 a about growing your account. Okay. That just about wraps it up for today then. Thank you for listening and I hope that our waffle was uh, entertaining and enjoyable today. Um, Julie, where can they find us? 
So you can find us over at Fail Like an Artist on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find us personally on our own Instagram. So I'm at Julia Battisti or juliebattisti.com, and you can find Phoebe over at. I'm on Instagram as at Phoebe Gander Art, and my website is just phoebegander.com. Well, thanks, Julie, for chatting to me this evening. It was lovely thanks. to catch up and redo the this. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for listening, and um, until next time. Thanks for tuning in. Keep failing. Alright, I've had water, I've had wine, oh, no. I've had tea, I've had cake. I'm ready. I've had tea, God. Yep, I had the full selection tonight. Too much, Julie. I've got too much Julie. There's no such thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Do it without well, now being I've got weird. The giggles. Say hello. <laughs> That was too much pressure. Okay, and this week... Oh, no. That was, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> oh, no, that was weird. Straight away weird. Went weird. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.